start off. All right, Frank the Crank okay. Camacho, welcome back, man. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on and and chop it up and and under these unique circumstances for yourself. How is your uh, life and how is the family? Dude, uh, man, you know I'm very blessed to to be able to be on this interview and tell you that the family's doing good. You know, like if anything, it just feels like. Uh, uh, you know, we're very fortunate that it feels like just a regular day, you know, and more of an excuse to just stay home and just do shit at the house and um, uh, spend time with with each other, you know, just so that we can stay safe and fucking with all this craziness going on, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, everything's going good, you know, I mean, pretty bummed about, you know, like about a lot of things getting canceled. But man, that's like the little things, right, that we that we that we should be worrying about. But uh, yeah, but just a, just a, just a bunch of very unique circumstances and um yeah, but dude, stoked to be on the show, bro. <laughs> Definitely, man. We're still dude, rocking. Always. Awesome. Awesome, man. Now, you went out to California a few weeks back. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you're there. You know, you've been going out there for the last couple of camps at Team Oyama. Um, did you know that you had a fight when you flew out there? Or did you just fly out there thinking like, oh, I'm going to get signed for a fight? Yes. So, so my manager, um, Jason and Iridium Sports, they were telling me that... Uh, they're like, hey, man, we're looking at around April, you know, like either the Portland card um, with my teammate, uh, Carla Esparza, or um, or or just some, some sometime in April, you know, they didn't give me like a definitive, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, shoot, let me let me head out and let me just let me just start prepping, even though nothing's signed in ink yet, you know. And then while I was out there, you know, we're prepping, uh, nothing confirmed. It was still very kind of like the uh, the we're leaning toward the Portland card. But and then um, uh, Christos Jagos got injured, you know. So then they're like, "Hey, I, was, I, I hit on Jason. I was like, yo, man, dude, ask coach what he thinks about this matchup, man. Let's do it. You know, let me let me jump in. Let me jump in for him. You know what I mean? So that actually worked out and against Alan Patrick. So uh, yeah, so that that got it inked up, and then yeah, now it's just kind of like. Uh, I was out there doing my camp, prepping for that. Uh, you know, another lefty, fuck, <laughs> another softball that I had to deal with. Um, but and then, yeah, and then it just started getting kind of like uh, strange and weird out in Cali, you know, and all the pressure of of my family being here on Guam. Just kind of like, ah, oh, man, I had to just kind of weigh the things. And then when, when we were starting to hear, hear that things were getting postponed and then it was just getting wild, I was just like, you know what, man, F this, dude. I, I need to go home, bro, and I need to be with the family. Yeah, so you going through that situation with you being in California away from your family and you flying back, you, you probably have a better understanding of what Habib's going through right now, not wanting to go um, back to the States, right? No, for sure, dude, for sure. Like, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, like, uh, T Tony's out there talking about how, like, oh, man, he's scared, he's running again or whatever. I'm like, uh, I mean, if anything, like, I don't think, I think out of probably the top, out of the, the whole lightweight division, I think Khabib is one of the, the, the people that are not, that's not scared of anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I totally see his situation, bro. Like, like. It, you know, it's, it's a matter of more than just freaking uh, uh, a legacy, man. It's like life, man. Like fuck, dude. You know, and it's it's, it's bro. We, we're 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 fighting an invisible freaking enemy. You know what I mean? He's fucking the best ninja ever. You know, and he and he'll creep into your house and he will stay with you for like for up to two weeks before he even freaking fucking assassinates you. You know, so 
uh, just stuff like that, man. It's just, it's just we're we're in a, we're battling a whole different monster, you know, and kind of just sucks that uh, uh maybe, maybe they're just building hype or whatever. Maybe that's how they really truly feel, you know. It's just we the uncertainty is just really at its peak. You know, and it's not even at its peak. The uncertainty is just really high and it's just going to keep climbing. When you decided to hop back on a plane and fly back to Guam, what was that experience like going through the airports? Bro, it was fucking weird, dude. It was so weird. So usually the flight from L.A. to Honolulu. So so the, the route that I that I took is from L.A. to Honolulu, Honolulu to Guam. And usually the flight from L.A. to Honolulu is a big plane, you know. But, dude, this one was a 737, so it was a smaller flight. And, bro, like, it was empty, dude. So, first off, when you get to the airport, bro, LAX, dude, it took me, like, from from the Uber. So, first of all, okay, backtrack. When I got on the Uber, the lady was just saying, like, man, I'm so glad I got a gig. You know, I was like, wow, I haven't been to the airport. I haven't done a drop off to LAX in, like, two weeks. I was like, holy shit. You know, like, damn, imagine imagine how much uh, loss of customers Uber drivers are having, you know? She's like, that was my main gig, was dropping people to the airport all the time. And then when I got to the airport, bro, from the car to my gate, bro, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> like, usually LAX takes so long, you know? It's usually so crowded, fucking, you have to try to find parking and shit. But, dude, 15 minutes, bro, from the car to the gate. And then the whole process of going to the gate, you know, people had masks on and it was just like, just so eerie, you know, <laughs> dude. And then some guy would sneeze or cough and everyone would be like, you know, like it was just wild, dude. It was wild. And then the, the flight from LAX to Honolulu, it was a small plane, but it was fucking empty. Like I had a whole road to myself, bro. Like I fucking crashed out and shit. And then... Yeah, Honolulu to and then Honolulu to Guam. Uh, again, it was a long leg. It was probably like a seven-hour flight. When I got to Guam, uh, right off the bat, they were already taking precautions. You know, I think there was already a lot of confirmed cases. And dude, right when you get off the plane, dude, medical staff like mask and mask and goggles and full-on suit, and they had like the you know the those thermal guns that check your temperature. They're like, sir, stand right there, and I'm like. <laughs> All right, you're clear. Go. You know, you're like, whoa. You know, and then I just had to fill out a lot of paperwork. When I landed, uh, I had to, yeah, fill out paperwork from, like, the Department of Public Health and um, just get a, just, uh, I had to be home self-quarantined for two weeks, you know. So, I mean, that, that's why I've just been getting a lot of shit done here at the house. Been training. I'm so lucky that I have a bag. I have a treadmill. I was, uh, my uh, strength conditioning gym, custom fitness, I was able to, they were able to drop off uh, an airdyne, so... You know, just staying in shape, fucking Rocky Four training activated, like for real. You know, <laughs> minus the snow. Yeah. Well, I see that you're doing the SNC se uh, sessions at home with the barrel sprints and the you're lifting heavy <laughs> boulders. You're building stuff. What are you building at your house, dude? That <laughs> we're so like uh, I'm just building like a rock wall. <laughs> yeah you know like just, just just getting a lot of stuff done man um a lot of pending stuff like you know i mean we have a pretty decent yard uh remember like a like a half acre you know so you know we just, do we just come out just look outside drink some coffee and be like man i think we can do something here <laughs> you know like man we're just stuck at home you know what i mean so you know getting getting work done fucking 
getting dude though the wife was like damn maybe freaking you got some chest on you bro I'm like damn i'm getting I'm getting jacked doing all these rock workouts man and but yeah man we're just trying to keep our spirits high and keep moving stay healthy right and just do the best that we can you know yeah man um i see that you know your your training partner is your wife now she's gonna be taking credit yeah. for your win <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure you know and then aside from that like uh, on, on the whole side of training um and I'm, I'm i'm always bothering coach colin oyama mm-hmm. you know he uh if if anything what is really cool about this this um yeah i guess a camp right but man i don't think that the fight's going through you know like we man we just really don't know what's going on but uh if anything, what I've been really working on is more of the internal versus the external. You know what I mean? Like, I'm watching more footage now of fights, uh, going back and forth with my coach, you know, different guys that I should be watching, stuff that they do really well and stuff that I could help, I could add to my game. And uh, right here, dude. Oh, shit. Like, I just watch watch on the computer and just take notes from different rounds and different fights and, you know, what I really like, what they're doing. And then if I have any questions, then I'll shoot them over to, to coach, you know, and he'll he'll explain stuff and he'll give me more, like, um, more fights to look over. You know, so, so it's really cool, man. Like, working – I used to do this a whole lot, you know, earlier on in my career. Shit, even before I had a career, you know, like, uh, just a lot of film work and a lot of, like, just practicing on my own, just – Kind of like a exercising a different part of the martial arts that that I felt like was has been lost, you know. Like it's it's been so monotonous and so go to the gym and train and train and train and train and train. But man, I'm working a lot of the different stuff and kind of having fun, man. Like having fun doing this stuff again, you know. It's just new, maybe because it's new, you know, or it feels new. Do you do you go and watch? Like there's a lot of youtubers right that go back and and break down footage of like each fighter like almost every fighter yeah. you can go find something right and you you can kind of see like what they see because and they're all also there's like gamblers that do it too so do you ever go in and watch and see what they say no i don't uh i'm yeah maybe i should but uh i'm, I'm really liking what i'm doing and and uh because i feel like i feel like i what i'm extract so like, i i i like watching when i watch fights I like watching fights and then and then I I don't I don't I don't repeat the whole fight as a whole. I find like uh so like for example like for in jiu-jitsu like if I'm watching a, a straight jiu-jitsu match like I will see like a sweep, you know? But like I would just keep repeating the whole series of when he gets their when they get their grip to their setup to the sweep. Probably like a good 3 seconds of 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 like of a transition, you know? I always like watching the transitions. And I just keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating. So it's kind of like I'm drilling, you know, like I just keep drilling and drilling and drilling and drilling, like visualizing this. So same thing with like combinations or uh, so uh, Gregorian, Marat Gregorian, bro. And glory fucking huge fan of that guy, dude, because he's a pressure fighter, you know, something that I need to really uh, implement because it's kind of my game. You know what I mean? So I just watch different transitions and I just keep repeating the three second transition of that fight. And, uh, but, you know, I, you know, I never really thought of what you're saying. I mean, uh, Jack Black, does he still do like fight breakdowns? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. You know, so, so like, you know, like there's, there's, there's certain like articles that I will read, but man, I'm not a big reader, you know, <laughs> but, but I'll do, I'll do <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like I'll do my own shit, man. And, and, uh, and I'll watch my own transitions and then I'll just kind of, yeah, just kind of do that, man. It's like, um, you know, just 
like a like a it's kind of cool because I'm, I'm just I mean I'm always kind of like I try to have the student attitude but you this so even more because I'm stuck at home I'm forced to really use uh YouTube and and UFC fight pass and all of that you know what I mean Dana White he did a interview like when the quarantine first started happening going down he did an yeah. interview with uh Aaron Bronsetter uh, a journalist up in Canada, right? He's always at the big shows. And he asked him, like, you know, what books are you reading during quarantine? And Data White said, I don't read. And then so many people were, like, attacking him because he doesn't read. And I was just like, I understand it because I read so much stuff, like, online and, you know, and just books in general, but not, like, I don't read, like, novels. And, and people are like, oh... They're attacking him like he's not some smart dude. Come on, man. Like, this dude runs a multi-billion dollar empire. Like, how, it doesn't matter if he <laughs> reads or not. Bro, I think I've read the past, like, 10 years. Dude, I think I've read maybe only, like, two books. Mm-hmm. You know? Dude, I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm, I just can't do it, bro. I'm an audiobook guy. I'm a fucking podcast yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Fucking, I'll, I don't need to listen to music, bro, when I'm running. I'll listen mm. to audiobooks, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, does that count as reading a book, you know? But, I mean, no, not technically not reading a book. Mm. But, yeah, man, there's just something, dude, like, man, I just, fuck. I mean, I need to, you know, maybe it's going to help my writing, but, man, it's not my thing, bro. <laughs> not my thing. Mm. Well, I read articles, you know what I mean, like, online and oh, stuff for like sure. that. Yeah, yeah but Remember, it's not but like I'm going to sit like, there and read a novel or, uh, you know, whatever. It it makes yeah, me go like to sleep. I'm, yeah, no, yeah, it makes me sleepy, bro. If anything, I read, I read, uh, I read the books to my fucking kids when I do, you know. <laughs> you know but man, even at that, dude, the letters are like size fourteen, you know. So you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and dude, you're sleepy so, yeah, by the end, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, man, I ain't, I ain't gonna go and pick up no Harry Potter book and fucking read it. You know what I mean? The, you know, thank goodness they made the movies, but man, <laughs> no. Hey, when you think about the event, you know, like it, it most likely is going to be difficult for you to fly out of Guam because think about it, you know, what I mean, like traveling on an airplane at, in this environment, right, that we have right now in the world. What? Why don't they just have the fights in Guam? Why don't they just fly everybody to Guam? You know, it's, don't you think a best place to have fights would be in an isolated island, right? Dude, for sure, bro. Dude, that'll be so sick. I mean, they're doing closed door anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, <clears throat> where, wherever it is, I think, uh, yeah, that, that would, that'll be, that'll be kind of cool, man. But even at that, dude, everyone is like people like the islands and they're shutting down, they're shutting down the doors. Like, uh, my home Island, the CNMI Saipan, mm-hmm. uh, no incoming flights, I think for United. Damn. Yeah. No incoming or outgoing flights for, I think the whole month of April. So, you know, like it's, it's getting, it's, we're, we're getting to that point and we're not even at the peak, you know, we're still in the very beginning. I think we need to wait until April 18th to see if UFC 249 actually happens. Then you could kind of yeah. determine like, okay, if that happens, Lincoln is probably going to happen. But if April 18th doesn't happen, it's just like, man, it's going to be a, a, a tough sell to just do any event anywhere right because that's the big yeah. event right there that's a big one that's a big one bro like they were talking about having it in russia they're talking about having abu dhabi you know and and again even right now everything is so uncertain and then aside from that we're three events backed mm-hmm. right we, we uh we're portland 
Um, and then what was the, the there's one in March? I totally forgot which one that one was. Cheeto was supposed to be on that card. I think Columbus. Was Florida. Oh, Columbus. There you go. Yeah. You know, so even at that, uh, from I, don't, I mean, I don't know, from what I'm hearing, they, they say they might have like uh, back to back to back events, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, you know, but even at that, man, we just don't know what's going on. But uh, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really going to come down to that next event. You know, this is the big one. Shit, that Khabib's not even on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck, dude. Um, I was watching another interview you did, and you are talking about the Benil Darius fight, and you said you uh-huh. learned a lot in that fight. Uh, you know, a quote from that interview, you said, I just got to make him fight me. And I, I thought that was very interesting. What did you mean by that exactly? Yeah, so... The whole bit, yeah, man. The Benio fight, man, is such a it was such a great learning experience. Like, fuck, I didn't get injured, but fuck, did I fucking lost, man, in the first round, you know? Um, I I think I do. I so I'm I'm at this point now where you know I've been working with Coach Oyama. He's giving me a lot of stuff, and I've been working so so probably almost about it going on a year, like half a year, almost going on a year. Uh, yeah, maybe a year. Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, for a while, for a while, like enough time where I, like I'm really there. He's building my defense and continually to work on my strong, my strong offense. Uh, what I did with with Nick Hine was uh, I, you know, I, I I showed a lot of patience, right? Fucking cool, man. I, I went in there and I didn't get jacked up, and I want and I want. It wasn't like no fucking crazy war, you know. I guess I was just so freaking like fascinated and I was like uh, just kind of like fantasizing about that type of finish again against Benil. You know, man, I was feeling good. The camp was great. But my style, you know, like uh, I just really need to understand my body mechanics and I need to understand my style. You know, I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to pop a jab and move like, fuck, I'm going to get jacked up, you know. But. It's like, I'm not going to, I can't go in there and fight him because I'll be fighting his game. I just need to draw him into my fight, you know? I mean, fight, man, fight me, you know? But, I, I mean, there's one thing, right? Putting my hands on him, like, come, fight me, you know? Like, it's, I need to, I, 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 I need to find different ways of pressure so that they can, my opponents will have to throw with me, you know, or have to wrestle with me or have to play with me in the clinch, you know what I mean? So, uh yeah, I guess that, I guess that's that's what I was kind of what I kind of meant, you know. I, I just need my opponents to fight me. I need to lead the dance. You know what I mean? I need to be. I need to be. I need to beat them in positioning. You know, I need. I need them to. Yeah, I need them to dance my dance. I need. I need. A, I need them to fight me. Working with this team and and the coach, it seems like you're in the middle of a transformation, and the transformation is not complete yet. Is that safe to say for yourself, bro? right on the spot bro 100 100% I'm uh I'm still kind of like uh I'm still kind of like finding myself you know man I have fucking 30 I'm still fucking mm-hmm. like an infant you know what I mean and it's not so much it's not so much you're they're changing my style it's like man coach Colin and Timo Yama they're they're really like so the, the way I like to say it man with which with coach Oyama, with Colin is uh Man, I know how to fight, but with his experience, he's teaching me the way of the fight. And I'm still trying to learn how to implement it, you know? I'm doing it. I'm starting to do it really well in the gym. 
I'm starting to do it really well, like in practice. But fuck, all of that don't matter if you don't know how to do it in the fight, right? Where it counts. So that's why I was like, man, I just can't wait to to get back in there and against a tough opponent and fucking implement my shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get the finish in the first thirty seconds. Whoo, that'd be great. But man, I would love to to get more repetitions in it, man. If I go first round, finish the first round, second round, finish, get my finish in the third round. Oh man, that'll be great. So I can really work on the stuff that we've been working on, but doing it live, you know, applying it live. And also, I think in between rounds, your coach comes in and kind of gives you that, those tidbits that yeah. kind of will click in your brain that will take you back to the practice room and then you could go to the next round and, and implement it. And I think that's so helpful for every fighter. Like you said, oh. you could get the 30-second knockout or submission, but as you go on with your career, that might not help you when you run into this brick wall of a fighter that you you know that is just another level for yourself you know in competition yeah like a puzzle you can't you know so mm-hmm. i think if anything that uh early on in my career if you look at my record but i have a lot of first round finishes you know and yeah it was fucking good yeah it was great um it was my greatest strength but also too it was it was it was kind of like my greatest weakness you know like i i yeah i got to learn everything training and get these big ass wins with big right hands and big knockouts or whatever but it was uh, it was something that that uh, kind of helped me back to gain really like rounds, you know, of experience. So now looking back, looking at it now, I've I have two fights with with Timo Yama, and I just need to get just more reps with them. You know what I mean? Just let's let's racking these wins and let's just let me just get more reps and let me like uh, just get better at. And under you know we we gotta work in in sync and synchronization with each other in the corner on the stool in between rounds you know like and that can only you can only can't really replicate that in the gym you can only just do it live you know and uh, I'm just excited about that. You you define as a a fighter or an athlete being in their prime as not just them being in their prime but being with the right gym and the right coaches and. That's all yeah. part of being in a fighter's prime. And I feel like you, in your mind, you found the place that you need to be. Now you just got to complete the transformation. And then you're going to hit the yeah. ground running with your with your prime time, you know, years. And it's still ahead, man. You're only 30 years old, man. So yeah. it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch me, someone that, you know, someone that I'm able to be able to interview and talk to you and, and, and throughout your development and and then see you succeed man that's that's the greatest joy of uh doing this job no for sure man and i appreciate that bro because you know you know like uh you know i really like what you do you know on on the whole on the whole interview side on the stories the storytelling side because man the the interviews that we've done since ever since you know from the beginning that's like history for me you know something that i could show my kids and what i'm talking about you know what i mean so to see like you know like to i have my goals for fuck out of man for this year, but man, with this whole Corona shit, we don't know. We know maybe in 2021, you know, like I would love to start knocking at the top 15 door, you know, or the top, you know, cracking the top 20 door, you know? And, uh, and it's going to be cool seeing me reach those little, uh, those little goals and looking back at all these interviews, you know, like, wow, man, like growing and just seeing like the little timeline of, of where I'm going. And, you know, man, I, I really, 
I really enjoy it, man. I, I think I enjoy it just as much as being a student than I am being a competitor, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I just love the growth, you know? I love the growth. Yeah, we in the past interviews, we talked about your fight against uh, Neil Magny in the Tough House, and you revealed a lot about that fight. But also, one thing is, remember when uh, Connor basically knocked out Cowboy Cerrone with shoulder strikes? Bah! You're the first one that did it, right? In that fight. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did it. I mean, it was a, it was a different way of throwing it. Connor threw it like out in the open with an overhook, yeah. you know. But I mean, shit, dude, fuck Neil Magny's face was right there. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like man, hit hit everything. You know, there's a lot of things too. There's a lot of techniques, man, that that I would love to show live. You know what I mean? Like that that no one's. I mean. Right, sounds so cliche, right? Every other fighter is is probably thinking the same thing, right? But there's, dude, why doesn't he just, you know, I'm, I'm totally that guy on the, like, watching fights. Dude, why doesn't he just do that, man? Like, why doesn't he just freaking just knee him right there, you know? <laughs> you know, you always have those guys, but, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of techniques, man, like, from, uh, like, from the old, like, uh, the pride days, you know, that, I mean, I can't knee them in the head, but there's, you know, the, the, the mechanics of the way people are kneeing people in the head, you just knee them on the body on the ground, you know, or... I don't know. There's just a lot of things that I just can't. I just I want to fight as much as I can so I can just continue to grow. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, at the end of your vlogs that you're doing, you could just put sneak in the technique at the end as like a little, you know, extra for the for the yeah. viewers. Dude, for sure, I will. I will. I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely do that. Man, you know, you do. You know, this is the perfect time for the UFC. Like, if they uh, if they ever throw it like at a. Uh, you know, like at a, a, a Native American reservation or do they should totally do a freaking eight man tournament, bro. Eight man tournament fight three times to the fucking win. I would totally be down for that. I totally I, like I, you know, I've always so I've always wanted to do uh, a tournament, like fight multiple times in a night. And I've always wanted to do like a real Valley Tudo fight, mm. you know, like headbutts, uh, no gloves knees you know every just no groin shots and no fish hooking and eye gouging and shit but you know but like headbutts and shit like that uh the only thing the only thing about that is that i i think they only did it like in brazil and you know there's no real com commission that sanctions those underground fights you know so I'm like fuck dude i don't want to get someone that has like hepatitis fucking or hiv and fucking bleeds into my eyes and shit you know like i that's one of the reasons i never wanted to do that uh but i mean i are that that's one of the things, but I think this is a perfect opportunity man, to throw like an eight man tournament, dude, in the UFC, dude. I'll fucking do that shit, like, you know. Well, I think that'll be fucking cool, man. Like, like the old days, you know, like the real oh. fight, dude. The Kumite, bro. The yeah. Kumite. The Kumite for real. It is. And we for need real. to have that somewhere, you know. But I don't know. I think that they're scrambling so much right now. It's like that. That is like the last thing in their mind. It's just like, oh my god, what are we doing here? So, but hey, yeah. I hope that they, I hope that they do figure it out and you get to fight on uh, April twenty fifth. If not, hopefully soon after that. Frank, uh, always appreciate the time that you give me, man, and uh, good luck on everything and uh, stay safe and keep the family safe and uh, yeah, man, thanks so much. Thank you, brother. Likewise, appreciate it, man.